0: You know what? We don't take any money. We just receive money. Amen. People say you're taking an offering. No, we're not. We're not taking nothing. We're just receiving what you want to give. Amen. Yeah. And if you give, it shall be given to you. Press down, share together, running over. I, I like that concept. God wants to do great things. God wants to do great things. Well, I try to break up with a little bit of humor once in a while. And uh, the key word in that is try. Little Johnny was five years old and was attending Bible school. The children in his class were trying to memorize the Lord's Prayer. And Johnny was having difficulties getting it all down. I mean, you know, that's being five, That's that's a lot of words to get. All straight together. So one afternoon, as he was sitting in his bedroom on the floor playing with some of these toys, he thought these words started coming through and he said, uh, Our Father who art in heaven. He's doing pretty good. Our Father who art in heaven. How did you know my name? How did you know my name and And today we're going to look at the fact that God knows our name, and if we look at as discipleship defined, if you have your bibles turn with me to uh to Isaiah chapter forty, if you have your phones turn to uh, Isaiah chapter forty, if you have your iPods turn to Isaiah chapter forty. Click, I guess that's what would be a better term than turn, wouldn't it? Some of you would literally take me for my word and you'd start turning in your pew. I, I know how you are. But you listen and you obey and that's good. Praise the Lord. We need to have a special anointing service at the end of our time this morning. So we're going to believe God for divine healing for folks and anoint with oil. God is a good God. He loves us with a great compassion. We serve a really big, big God. Chapter forty says, um, Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sins have been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins." A voice of one calling in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway of our God. Every valley will be raised up. Every mountain, every hill will be made low. Praise God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. God is an awesome God. He will level the ground. Big God. We serve a really big God. If you love Jesus and you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and you said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, I want to live for you. And you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins and you confess your sins to him and you say, Lord, these are the things I've done that's wrong. You know them already, but I'm going to confess them because I want to get them off of my heart, and I want my heart to be connected to You. Jesus, I want You as my Lord and Savior. When you make that declaration that you want Jesus to forgive you of your sins, you want Jesus to live in your heart, what you're saying there is, God is a big God. Because you see, If you have a big God, you'll have small problems. If you have really, really big problems in your life, I venture to say that you have a small God. Because big problems are big problems because that's all you're seeing. You're not seeing the fact that there is a God in the universe who put the stars in space. If you haven't seen the Moon, let me see if anyone's had a time. Has anyone seen the moon the last two nights? What have you seen? Tell me what you've seen. The crescent is on the bottom. What else? Venus alongside of it. And if you looked at that moon. I'm hoping it's still there tonight. I don't know if it'll come up or not, but I'm hoping it's. Hope you get a chance to see it. it. It is a distinct, different style of moon. The crescent's on the bottom, but it's 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 laid in layers of gray and white. It is it is absolutely gorgeous. But this big God put that moon and all the stars in place. He created it all. And so, is your God a big God or a small God? Because your problems are so large, you can't see God. God is in the midst of your problems. You see, this big God knows how to make every problem an opportunity. You see, it's not a problem, it's an opportunity. And some of you say, Pastor, I've got a lot of opportunities. The opportunity is, is am I going to allow these things to bother me to the point where I fail to come to church because my problems are too big? Are, Are my problems so big that I fail to give God praise in spite of what I'm going through? How big is your God? Who is this God? Who is God? God is light. God is love. God is compassion. And on goes the list of descriptive words of who this God is. Every problem is an obstacle if you allow it to be. God wants to bring you to a relationship to Him. Every disciple must understand who God is. He knew you was going to be facing these problems. He knew what was going on in your life. He knows your thoughts. He knows where you're at. See, our personal devotion life is to be a time to where we read the Bible and there is a time of entering into the glories of God, beginning to glorify Him and letting His glory saturate our lives. God is glorious, and He wants to bring His Spirit into our lives and manifest Himself to us. The proper devotional life sees Him's majesty, absorbs His glory. You let it like a sponge, you absorb His glory. His presence. God has removed every obstacle. When you look at the land that he's talking about there, He says, He takes the valleys and raises them up. God takes the hills and lowers them. What is that, what is that saying? Does that mean there's going to be an earthquake and everything's level? What is that saying? Does that mean that everything changed? No, that's what it's saying is, is that there is no obstacle to keep you from God. What we don't understand is, is God is seeking us out. Every other religion on the face of the earth is man seeking after this cult relationship. Man seeking after this this uh, this structure to worship, this this idol to bow down to. It's all man running to that But God is literally seeking you out. He's saying, I have removed everything. The valleys are gone. The mountains are gone. I have removed it all just to find you. God is seeking you out. Now, why would God seek you out? Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. In the rugged places, a plain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God says, I, 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 I'm doing that because I am coming after you. I am coming to you. Will you respond to me coming after you? The Lord invites us to a relationship, to know God, to know God. To literally know God is God's idea. He wants to know you and He wants you to know Him. You say, Pastor, you know, how can that be? If you look in the book of Romans, it'll say that we have absolutely no excuse because God said, I will come to you through nature. I will prove to you that I am God through nature. And if you look at that moon tonight you've got to realize that mankind just couldn't put that up there. That just didn't happen. God put that into being. God put that into being. And by the way, you're not a mistake. You're God's creation. Your parents may have messed up in life, but that doesn't mean you're a mess. You are sanctified, you're set apart. God knew you when you were being knitted together in your mother's womb. God knew you when you were being knitted together in your mother's womb. How wonderful is our God? He knows us. You see, a lot of people think Christianity is man seeking God. It's not. Christianity is God seeking man. And in turn, we have a God of all comforts. A God of all comfort. Think about that for a moment. You say, Pastor, I, 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 you know, I don't know what I'm going to go through in life. How do I know I can make it? I'm telling you, there's a God of all comfort. There might be some bumpy roads in your life, but God's Word says that He's a God of all comfort. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of compassion. In the God of all comfort. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. The God of compassion in the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles. God knows you're going to have troubles. And he says, I'm going to comfort you in all the trouble. The God of compassion. He has a compassionate heart for you. He wants to bless you. He desires to do greater things in your life. And He is the God of all comfort. But you don't know, Pastor, what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It matters the fact that you have a God who is bigger than your problems. He wants to speak to your heart. He wants to speak to your heart. And what's He want to say to you? What's He want to say to you? He says, the grass withers, and the flowers fall. But the Word of our God stands forever. You can talk, and you can say words, and you can write a letter, and it's all going to be for a period of time. When you're gone, it's gone. But God's Word is forever. It never changes. So why not spend time reading the unchangeable Word of God? The Word of God that will always always be there to help you make decisions. The Word of God, who will always be there to to lift your spirits when, when the things of this world knocks the wind out of your sail. Have you ever been in sports and you just get blasted to a point where you can't breathe? You're laying on the ground and you're hoping the breath comes soon. You get the wind knocked out of your sails. That's what I call it. And you just can't get your win. It takes a little while. You just you just got to chill. And finally, it all comes back together. When life treats you rough, the word of God the word of God stands forever. 2,000 years and we've proven the word of God stands forever. Our nation is the oldest nation in the sense of democracy. It was formed and founded on the word of God. our nation was established with men who were not totally off-the-wall egotistical. George Washington. Everybody was used to having a king, and after he'd served a year, they said, let's make you a king. He said, no, I'm not a king. He served two terms. He said, I'm done. They said, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We want you to keep on serving. He said, no, I'm not. He said, it's not about me. It's about men governing men. People taking their turn. I'm done. Two things he didn't do. He wouldn't allow him to make him king, and wouldn't make him serve, serve another term. He set a pattern. A very humble man set a pattern for all of us. God has set a pattern, and his word is powerful. It will set you free. The word of God will empower you to be everything you need to be for God. God's word stands forever. Say it with me. God's word stands forever. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Verse 10. It's so 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 powerful. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arms rules for him. See His reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies it. He tends the flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs to his side. Tends the flock like a shepherd. Carries the lambs close to his heart. Gently leads those that have young. The shepherd clasp. Can you hold that for me? The shepherd. <clears throat> didn't know he was going to have to come work, did you? I've, that's all right. You're doing good. The hook on that is not just to be, be ornamental. It was a part of it. It was a tool. It was a tool to reach out and put it around the neck of a lamb and bring it off of the mountainside. It was a tool that was used to save the life of that lamb. And God is saying, I am the great shepherd, and I will provide for you. You see, the shepherd would go out and he would check the field out. He'd have someone else stay with his flock. He would go and check the pasture out to make sure there was no poisonous weeds so that when they traveled from field to field, they would be in good setting. God is saying, I will be your shepherd. If God says, I will be your shepherd, what's He going to do? He's going to feed you. So God is saying, He's saying, I take on the responsibility to feed you. And if God says, I will feed you and I'll be a good shepherd, what's a good shepherd do? A good shepherd gets his GPS out, This is this is a paper form of GPS, okay? I got to I got to speak the language, right? I got to speak the language. See? This is a GPS on paper. Google map. Google map. Yes, there we go. And so the shepherd says, not only will I feed you, but I will lead you. Hallelujah! you understand where you're at in life? It's all about letting the Word of God be there for you at all times. So that not only will He feed you, but He said, I will lead you to the path you need to take. God, I don't understand why this person's in my life. God, I don't understand why this is working and that's working. God, I don't understand why, why this job has been this way. I, I don't trust Him. He is the Good Shepherd. He will take that staff and He will guide you and He will feed you. He will make a way for you. All of our burdens are going to Him. For see, God is our great burden carrier. Every morning, He said, it's a new day. A new dawn has come. A new anointing has come for you that day. And He said, I am the great burden carrier. So time and time again, People say, Well, Pastor, you know, I I had to I had to go to work to feed myself. Well, that's really good. But God gave you the ability to fill out the application to get the job. God gave you the friend sometimes that got you the job. You go to work and God says, I'll show up and I'll give you the ability to do that job. And i You will succeed in life, and I will take care of you. You say, is is it really, is he supposed to sustain us? I mean, is is God our sustainer? Yes, he is. Because Matthew says, when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the house, the car, the food, everything you need is going to be supplied as you trust God. Quit running after stuff and just run after Jesus and apply yourself to the Word of God, and let the Word of God be applied to your life, and know that the shepherd, God the great shepherd, he will bring his staff, he will put it in your life, he will give you the strength to own up to it, and he will be the provider of everything we need in life. It's simply trusting him to know that he cares for us, he loves us, Because the Word of God says He loves us. For God so loved the world. Who is this God? This God is the God who said, I love you so much. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the shepherd. When you read the 23rd Psalm, it says, I shall not want. Why do you not want? If you don't have a need, there's not a want. If you don't have a want, there's not a need. Because God has supplied it. It is the simple thing of just seeking the face of God and allowing him to be the God of the universe. He tends his flock. He looks out for his flock. He is a God that is fantastic God. Seek the kingdom of God in his righteousness. Our next point. The question. And the question comes many times over, and it's just a question. Who can fathom the Spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as His counselor? Who Who's given God counsel? Next verse. Who's given God? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten Him? And who taught Him the right way? Who was it that taught Him knowledge or showed Him the path of understanding? Question after question. There's several verses of Scripture in this chapter that talks about God and what's the big question? Nobody. The answer is nobody counsels God. Nobody gives Him advice. Well, we do, but it don't add up to a whole lot, does it? Our God is the God who knows all about us and still... Loves us. The next point about the nations. The nations. I I love this verse. It says, Surely the nations are like a drop in the bucket. Five-gallon bucket. How much does a five-gallon bucket weigh? Any any takers? Forty pounds. Very good. Actual gallon of water is... 8.3 Eight point three ounces. So five eighths are forty. Just, th- just saying. I, I didn't use my phone for that. I-, I, I think that was third grade. Third grade, still sticking with me. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, pretty good. A bucket with a drop, and God calls that the nations. No political force, no government can control your life. God calls the nations a drop in the bucket. Just know this, as long as there's life on earth, there will be crimes, there will be scandals, there will be war. There will be national disasters. The bottom line is there's going to be something wrong all the time. And if it's not, our news media will figure out a way to make it. All that is world power, world economy, the politics of the world, world, world philosophers. All of that is in one drop in God saying the nations is just a drop in a bucket. Who do we serve? We serve an awesome God who is bigger than any nation, bigger than any trouble we'll ever face. Next verse. Lebanon is not successful for altar fires, nor is animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. (laughs) Double minus zero. I mean, what's worse? If you're broke, you're broke. That's rough. But God says, the nations mean nothing to me. All the people, all the buildings that have ever been built, all the skyscrapers, all the beauty, all the stuff that's been out there, is nothing. Two weeks ago, I was quarantined to a recliner I'm not used to that. So I'm clicking the TV. And I come across this show that's talking about moving a a, a man a, just a huge oil rig. Uh, a ocean oil rig. I don't even know what they call it. But it's just huge. And they they're, they're going to move it from that location like 1400 miles takes two months out on the ocean to bring this thing to South America. Well, south of America, out on our coast. The ship is three football fields long that carries this oil rig. It drops 40 feet in the water. The engine part is still above water, of course. The pilot is there. But the whole boat drops 40 feet under, slides underneath this, picks this massive thing up. They weld it onto the deck of this ship. And the storm comes up two days later and rocks it to the point where they have to go back out and re-weld some of the welds. It was kind of like the storm came up and God was just saying, I'm bigger than your stuff. I'm bigger than your stuff. You know, if God was telling those boys that was moving that a piece of equipment, I mean, it was massive. It took days to get that accomplished. God's bigger than your stuff. You'd say, Pastor, but you don't know what stuff I got. God does. I don't have to know what your stuff is. God knows what your stuff is. And I'm telling you, our God is a great God. He is a big, big God. And he knows who you are, and he wants to bless you. From day one, what did he say? I want to bless you, and I want you to multiply, and I want you to take dominion of the earth. Believe me, we have taken dominion, and we continue to take. To send somebody to the moon and back, that's taken dominion. To find a cure for cancer, that's taken dominion. And they're saying now that within the next few years they might have some major cure breakthroughs for cancer. God has blessed us as a nation and as a world. At the same time, I behoove you to pray for your nation. This year is a very, very needful year for you to be praying for our nation. And you need to pray right now through Monday for Israel. They're going back to the polls to vote again. It's extremely important that we pray for Israel. We have a big God. And when I say all that about praying for America and praying for Israel, God says, "Eh, it's just a drop in a bucket. Our God's a big God. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are really big, that you care for us and that you love us and you help us in every situation. So God, in this room today, none of us have large problems because we have a large God and you give us the ability to see how big you are.